0: So I just listened to Biden's speech that he gave last night where he basically is smearing Maga Republicans as extremists. Um, and I I want to share with you and encourage you to look up um, the article so the the there's a YouTube clip I linked and then there's several articles that I linked as well. And they talk about how um the the concept of um smearing, right? How how the word extremis extremists labeling somebody as an extremist, which means nothing, it's it's not a concept, it's an anti concept because it is, if you look up the word extreme, you'll find out what it means. It means deviation or measurement from a center that you're on, on the extreme, or just extreme just means a, a, a magnitude or measurement. It, de- it depends on what it's applied to, but that doesn't mean, a measurement by itself does not mean good or bad. It means just a measurement of magnitude right but the way the the connotation of this word extremist or extremism is a negative one right they're using it negatively they're using it negatively right when they explain that extremism is bad because xyz like it it you know without any evidence they say that this is bad for democracy or they associate maybe violence with this word or they, it it has a negative connotation. When people hear the word extremist, they, they think, um, they think, uh, not good. Right. So then when Biden in his speech associates all MAGA Republicans Trump voters or Trump sympathizers or, which you can't even really define that someone could have voted for Trump for um, for reasons just because they they rejected um, Hillary they could have voted for Trump they didn't like Trump maybe they liked one specific policy of his who knows right but but they're lumping everybody who voted for Trump or is a MAGA right this this word MAGA as an extremist this 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 wing of the republican party that they're they're smearing with this word extremist the word extreme again if you look in the dictionary just means deviation or sorry it just means a measurement a magnitude um it doesn't mean bad it depends on what it's applied to are you ex- are you an extreme individualist? Or do, you, do you extremely stand for protection of individual rights and property rights, right? Or do you extremely, are you on the extreme uh, side of dictatorship? Do you believe in, you know, socialism? Do you believe in um, uh, coercing others, right, to give away their property perhaps through the state, so extreme 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 doesn't tell you anything until you associate it with, with something else. But this word extremism has a negative connotation uh when people use it. It's an it's an it's what Ayn Rand would call an anti-concept. Uh and I would encourage you, again, the links that I provided below can explain it much better than I can. I'm just trying to resynthesize or summarize basically what I learned by reading and watching this clip of, you know, the clip, the video clip is Ayn Rand explaining um, in 1964, a radio interview where she's asked uh, about a CPAC convention where the, where a lot of moderate quote unquote, moderate Republicans are saying, are trying to distance themselves from people that they labeled extreme, extreme for their party. So this, this interview and and uh, was about Ayn Rand talking about how inside the Republican Party in 1964, there were quote-unquote mar- moderates of the Republican Party trying to distance themselves and smear. What they were doing is smearing people who... Um, were different from them, right? But maybe believe something else. In this case, I think it was people who got behind Barry Goldwater. Um, and, uh, you know, the way that they, the way that she describes how they did it is quite interesting. And she, I guess she goes into more depth in the article that I linked. It's the second link where she describes how the smear campaign works. But essentially. Someone who is attempting to smear, like with the term extremist, they will talk about you know, um, let's say the 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 fascist Hitler's of the world, and then the communists and, and Soviet Russia, and then they'll throw in their target. In this case, in 1964, it was something called the Birch Group, uh, or something like that. It was a it was I guess a Republican. Um, I don't know, th- maybe maybe like a think tank or something at the time. I don't know anything about it, but she said that they they threw in this Republican think tank. So there's three things they're trying to compare, but there's no commonality between the three. There's commonality between the two: Nazism and communist Russia. Right? They both deny individual rights, trample all over individual rights. And everyone can, can, can you know, understands that they've resulted in the death of, you know, millions of people. Uh, but then they throw in, like, a Republican group or think tank that they want to smear. Um, and the idea is, okay, everything bad from these two things, you're going to associate with this other group. But no one would, would think, if they were thinking rationally, that that you know nazism or the the communists in russia um like with the the horrendous things they did right there's no comparison to this birch group right but they're just trying to smear them by associating them together uh in your eyes calling them all extremists like just makes you think in in your in your eyes if you're not you know aware of this principle i guess uh, are not you know correctly identifying what's going on here? Uh, you're you're just going to associate now this birch group with this these other uh, you know Nazism and, and the Communist Party. So it's a, it's just a it's a smear tac- tactic, and the Republicans were doing it you know in 1964, and I'm sure it was happening too on the political left. Right, this is just an example from the political right at CPAC. Um, in 1964, where, where moderate Republicans—and again, the word "moderate" doesn't mean anything either—because well, again, it's it's just a, a word of measurement, just like the word "extremist" is or "extreme." Uh, you know, are you moderately for freedom? Are you moderately for capitalism? Are you moderately for individual rights? You, so, this 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 word means absolutely nothing. Either. Um, so what I'm, what I'm trying to point out is, is, you know, the, the tactics that were being used in 1964 with using what Ayn Rand calls these, these package deals, these anti-concepts where a word is, is taken, um, to represent some, uh, some other things. It's a, it's, but, but it's, but they're trying to replace essential essentials of a concept with non-essentials, and then it deceives you. So she gives another example of um, the word isolationism, which I guess was used in 1930s. And this word was used to basically um, smear people who thought that, you know, the United States was self-interested, right, that we shouldn't just be serving other countries or other people just, just because like we have our own concerns. We want to deal with our own country. We want to do what's good for, for the United States. Right. And, but they smeared it as isolationism, this, this negative connotation word that implies that basically what they're saying is being a patriot is, is the same thing as being an isolationist. A patriot would mean in this context back then, it would have been you know, you're self interested, kind of think maybe America first, right? We're not gonna just send billions of dollars to Ukraine, whatever, if we're not, if it doesn't help us too, right? Or if it's not in our interests, or if we have to like self sacrifice a lot to do so. If you have to hurt Americans in order to, to help another country, that that it there's no strategic interest for the United States to get involved, especially. Um so, what this term isolationist was meant to smear people who, again, were, were just looking out for their own country. But they used this term, this this anti-concept, to to basically smear them, to make it look bad, and uh, equate it with patriotism, right? With with this idea that it's it's bad to not concern yourself with other countries. This idea that you should you should be concerning yourself with other countries, even though to really be a patriot meant the opposite. So, whenever Biden in his speech is associating extremist beliefs with MAGA Republicans, uh, it's a smear tactic, because again, extremist extremism it's it's an anti concept; It doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's just this negative idea that that is thrown around without any kind of definition and your opponent can then use this to make you look bad, right? Um he's trying to make MAGA Republicans look bad in the eyes of I guess more independence or or maybe you know uh moderate what you might call and I hate to keep using these words now that I know that they're they're bad but that they don't mean anything but let's say uh, Republicans who um, maybe um, I don't know maybe don't like Trump or just that's not that's a bad example. Um, they're trying to get everybody to associate MAGA with something really really bad and evil. That's obvious. It's a smear campaign, and you know I ran through 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 these. Uh, readings or articles she writes basically is saying that the reason why the Republican Party or any party could be divided like this is because they stand for nothing. They have no principles. They they don't make the the opponent like define their terms. Um, have we seen? You know, I haven't really watched the reactions to the Biden speech. I mean, I've just seen, I saw Tucker Carlson last night. I watched it this morning and I wasn't that impressed. I guess, I guess the speech was happening while he was um, on the air, but I didn't, this wasn't a segment that I particularly liked. Uh, But, but, but even today I didn't, I saw some people, you know, saying Biden's speech was divisive, but I didn't, I haven't watched a lot of commentary on it. Um, but you would think, like, after this kind of speech, that there'd be a a leader in the Republican Party that basically comes out and addresses these ideas, right? So, so addresses the idea that this is a smear campaign and explains to the public maybe what they're doing and then says um, – well, just addresses Biden's points. And maybe there is, maybe I just haven't seen it. Maybe, maybe I don't know who, who is like the, who is the leader of the Republican party? Like, I mean, would you consider the head of the Republican party in, you know, the, the, in Congress, sort of the, the leader you would think because he's, he's sort of named the leader. I mean, what has he said? Anything? Is it Mitch McConnell that's the leader? So there could be other people outside in Congress, outside Congress, who might be considered the leader of the Republican Party. Uh, maybe DeSantis comes to mind, and I, I don't know what he said in re, in reaction to this. But um, but the hot takes tend to be more like you know, oh, this is divisive speech and. You know, I can't believe he's not uniting us and he's going after, you know, MAGA Republicans. This is just political theater. Well, I guess to be fair to Biden, it's his campaign speech. I mean, I guess he's campaigning, right, for the elections this November for, for members of his party. It felt really like a campaign speech. I mean, it felt like people are calling it divisive, but was it a State of the Union speech right? I don't think it was a State of the Union speech. It was like a campaign uh, ad, right? It was, it was a campaign speech, right? So I'm not completely shocked and surprised. Like It seems like a lot of people with their takes today are just shocked and outraged at the divisiveness of this speech. Well, it's a political speech, right? So you can expect whatever. It's a campaign speech. It's almost like he wasn't acting as president in this speech, he wasn't acting presidential, where, where in a presidential speech, like a State of the Union, they don't often attack their opponent. They try to just lay low and talk about unity. But I, but he he, he attacked his opponent here, at least a section of his opponent, right? The MAGA Republicans. Um, so it felt more like just a campaign speech. I mean, it didn't feel like an Address the Nation. Like, here's an update on what, what's going on right? Like not a political battle speech, but this was clearly one of those. Um, But to be fair, maybe that's what this, what this was. I mean, maybe because they, they'd have an election coming up, so I'm not completely shocked. Now, maybe, maybe the, the dialogue here from Biden, like smearing the MAGA Republicans Um, That's obviously bad. And the Republicans should be talking about this as it's just as a smear campaign. Here's what's going on. Right. Biden doesn't stand for any principles. He's just labeling his opponent with this word to to try to convince other people who are not MAGA. Right. Who didn't maybe vote for Trump or don't support him um, as just evil people. Right. With with no uh, he didn't explain what extremism is and he can't right because there's no definition here again it's a it's a smear word right it's an anti concept where he's smearing maga republican supporters as this this bad connotation this word extremism um and Ayn rand says you know extremism is can be at least Someone who's dedicated to their principles, right? Who is dedicated to capitalism? You could be extremism, you could be extremist about capitalism, and that'd be a good thing. So extremism isn't just necessarily bad; it depends on what's what it is, it is associated with. But the reason why the MAGA Republicans are so easily destroyed, in my opinion, after reading this article, is because they don't stand for much. Like they they maybe stand for certain things concretes like let's close the border right let's let's not be let's focus on the u.s right let's get you know uh this country going again like let's not worry about the u.n and funding other countries um but but what are the principles behind these i these ideas right pro-capitalism right uh this would be something you could talk about um you know, individual rights, let's get rid of CRT, right? Because it, in, you know, or, or not CRT, because that's just an idea, right? That's in the schools. What you would say is, um, you know, things like affirmative action, which is in law at the federal level, or quotas, right? Which is in law at the federal level for employers to have to hire so many, you know, people of a different race or whatever. Uh, that is dictated by our government, because if they don't, if businesses don't have adequate numbers of minorities, according to the government, they'll fine them, they'll shut them down. So, but, but explain the concepts behind this position of why that's not good. I mean, it's because it's discrimination. It's a violation of property rights. Um, and it's a discriminatory, discriminatory policy at the federal government level. Uh, but right, is just this broad term that can't be defined either. I mean, it's just a loose group of people that voted for Trump or believed in this one saying, MAGA, make America great again. But it doesn't explain anything. Even, even MAGA is really just, it's a catchphrase. It doesn't mean anything. People who could be voting for Trump or support MAGA that don't even have the same ideas. I mean, one person could be pro-capitalism. The other person could be pro-trade um, tariffs. Right? Or 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 yeah, or or something like that. Or or pro regulation or, or um uh who knows, who knows what. But it's a loose association of people. Even the term MAGA Republicans, the MAGA part, it, it doesn't explain what these people believe in, their principles that they that they believe in. It doesn't explain anything. It's just a loose association of people. Uh no one really knows if they're MAGA Republicans mega-Republican. I mean, unless you just think, oh, if you just voted for Trump, right, or believe in his America first, which, what does America first mean? You have to expand that out, too. Uh, no one even knows what we're talking about here, on both sides, really. And the problem with the Republicans is that they, they don't really stand for any uh, principles across all of their policies they advocate. They don't really advocate for any policies. I mean, some of them like immigration, illegal immigration. Some of them uh, don't like it. A very vocal vocal uh, amount don't like it, right? The MAGA people maybe who voted for Trump don't want just the border to be open to illegals. But yet Trump didn't do anything about it when he got elected, right? So Trump talked a big game as far as, you know, building the wall, but it never got done, right? He he didn't, he, maybe he tried to do a few things, right? Right. Uh, on on the path to what, you know, things that he promised his constituents he'd do. But uh, he didn't do much. He didn't do enough. Right. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that I guess the left is worried about people just idolizing Trump. And I guess there's some people that like, I mean, sure, still like the guy, but he didn't really follow through on a lot of his campaign promises. I mean, to me, at least. Uh, why would you vote for him again? right? I would rather vote for somebody new, like DeSantis or something, uh, than, than Trump. But I still don't think that people should be smeared, right? The people that are still gung-ho Trump, right? Uh, and I don't dislike the guy necessarily, but people who are still gung-ho Trump and want to support him and stuff and want him to be the next president, um, they shouldn't be smeared, right? You shouldn't be lumping them all into one group and labeling them extremists. Uh, but yet, where, you know, I don't know, maybe I have to do some more digging because I haven't looked that deeply yet. But where are the Republicans coming out just refusing to even be to basically demanding an, an apology, demanding, right, what uh, Biden explain what this word means, like right? demanding or but but also not only that, but explaining um, what this word means, and that it's not good or bad, um, but explaining also too what the Republicans stand for, like what what is their ideology, what is their what are their governing principles, but the Republican Party has none, right? We're in a mixed economy, we're not completely free market capitalism. There's state controls, right? But but what do, what do they think? Do they think that we should be moving towards more freedom? Right or do they think that that what we have now is fine? Right, I think a lot of them would would think what we have now is fine. That might be the more you know mainstream type Republican, but uh, there's there's a few that are starting to talk about. um, Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, what what you need is a unifying you know what you need is to be very clear about what you believe in, like what you think the principles are, you know. Uh, either free market capitalism, mixed economy, or statism. And we're moving towards statism. And the Republicans don't seem to, mo- and the majority of them, don't seem to be able to fight it, don't seem to be able to uh, slow down the progress of this slide. Uh, you know, And part of the tactic of the left is to label Republicans fascist, right? And to label uh, and, and to make it a battle about communism versus fascism, like that's the battle. Well, the real the real thing is that those are two gangs that are on the same side. They're both statist, you know, types of gr- gr- groups or gangs that want to implement a statist type economy and political landscape. The other side of of state of uh, statism or fascism and communism would be free market capitalism. Would be that ideal, but the Republicans can't even. They just basically say, "Well, this, well, this is the definition of fascism, and we're not that." Look at the look at the other side, but they don't say, "Hey, we're we're pro free, uh, free market capitalism." That's that. That's actually what we stand for. There's hard. I don't think there's anyone on the right or hardly anybody that's that's speaking in that term. So everyone thinks it's a battle between fascism and and communism, you know, and if the, the GOP, if the Republicans technically are for mixed economy, right. For, for not for real free market capitalism, then it's, it's just, it's statism against statism. Then it is really right. Some kind of statism against some kind kind of other statism, because until we actually have a GOP talking about reducing, government talking, and not just talking, but actually acting, right? Uh, Being firm, like not compromising with the left, not helping them pass their huge spending bills and the climate change initiative and whatever else they want to pass through. Oh, uh, Ukraine spending, right? Every single week, almost every single day, they're spending more money in Ukraine. They're just passing, they're just passing more bills, right? and giving authority to give billions of dollars to to Ukraine that's not any kind of america first or or republican or or at least free market capitalism philosophy that that's that's just statism that's just one big statism where they're you know both people the republicans and the democrats are sort of this one big uniparty it's almost like what biden was talking about in his speech what i took away from it was, hey, we're a Uniparty and there's this fringe group in the Republicans and the Republican Party that are MAGA and they tried to smear them, right? Because they're a little bit they're disor- they're a disorganized group and they don't really say what their principles are, but they're they're a little, you know, upset. They're a thorn on our side, right? They're not going along with the Uniparty, right? They're not signing on to our climate agenda. They're not signing on to student loan forgiveness. They're not signing on to sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. They're not signing on to affirmative action and uh, CRT in schools. They're, or um, Yeah, so they're, they're not signing on to the culture wars. They're, they're a little bit of a thorn in our side. They're not a big thorn in our side. right? They're, they're disorganized. They don't know what they stand for. There's not that many of them, really. But um, but they are sort of a thorn in our side. We'd like to get rid of them, so we're going to smear them. The other Republicans uh, that will pat them on the head—they're good Republicans. Like they—they're—they're they're basically part of the uniparty. They're basically there to deceive other, you know, Republicans or people who might not totally be on the left, right, vote for them, like a like a John Cornyn type guy, or I don't know, Mitch McConnell or something. Most major—most Republicans are actually you know, these these uniparty types, right? That just go along to get along. Right. They they don't stand for anything. Like even some MAGA people don't stand for anything either. Uh, and a lot of them don't. If they can't organize their ideas, if they can't you know, tell us their philosophy, if they can't talk about, you know, going towards free market capitalism, getting rid of all these controls, talk about individual rights not being violated, property rights. If they're not talking about these things in basic concepts, these ideological fundamentals, then they're just flailing about with no um, abstract conceptual, um, I don't know, uh, ideas. And they're going to get nowhere, right? They're not going to get anywhere. Now, the Democrats don't have uh, this either, right? I'm not saying that they do. They're just more powerful. Um, But again, they don't stand for anything either. Like they really, they really just want more state control, and but they don't, they don't talk about that. They advance themselves by by tearing down capitalism, by t- by smearing other people, right? They don't actually talk about what they really want to do, right? Which is form a totalitarian dictatorship in this country, and they're slowly getting their wish. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 almost there, and the right, the GOP, is not doing anything to stop it. Uh, because they're disorganized and they don't have a philos uh, a philosophical base. So, I would encourage anybody to check out the links in in um the description here. Ayn Rand can can describe this concept of package deal and anti-conceptual framework and uh, the smear smear campaign uh using using language um better than I can. <laughs> so I, I just read this today, so I'm not doing a great job explaining it, but it's super, super important. And it's also this interview from 1964 that she did It's super, super relevant too to what's going on today. It's amazing how relevant and how, how it's the same playbook. It's just the smear campaign going on. And the right has been, the right especially has been using it within their own party for decades. I mean, they've smeared everybody who, they called them alt-right, they called them fascists or Nazis, right? So associating, like, somebody, quote-unquote, alt-right, like, associating somebody who doesn't want illegal immigration to just happen, right, to just people pouring in and come here illegally, uh, the border wide open, people who don't want that, right, and who maybe want to restrict the people coming here because they might tend to vote Democrat or have different values, or they just may require a lot of assistance and take up a lot of resources and tax dollars. Um, People who, people the left, right, and some people even on the right, would call these people who don't like this idea, uh, they call them Nazis, right? Equating uh, someone with these beliefs to Nazism, right? So this is, again, equating um, someone with legitimate beliefs and reasons for those beliefs, with the regime that killed millions of people, right, this dictatorship, this 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 regime that that did not believe in individual rights, that believed in statism. The only, like Ayn Rand explains in one of these articles, the only reason why you would do that is not because you didn't like the Nazi, it's because you don't like the person you're associating Nazism with. Right, and you want to destroy them. You want to smear them. You want other people to think of them as Nazis, and that is what ha- what has happened in this country with white people, right, or with pe- with Dr- Donald Trump supporters. They're associating them, like if 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 white people stand up for their interests, if they don't like being discriminated against, if they don't like affirmative action, let's just say, they're they're, they're treated as Nazis, right? They're 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 told they're told they're not they're the equivalent as Nazis. That's an indication, according to her, to Ayn Rand and her article, that they don't, they don't, it's not that the Nazis they have a problem with, it's you, right? It's you who they want to get rid of, right? And smear. Uh, that would be the, you you are the one that they hate. And that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know about you, but that was kind of a, a light bulb in my head. <laughs> um. But I'm going to be studying these articles and digesting them. Again, I just stumbled across this one article today. Um, So again, I suggest people read it uh, because she can explain it a lot better than I can. Uh, So anyways, um, thank you for listening.